Welcome to the Fully Restored Podcast. Christians often struggle to talk about areas of deep hurt like trauma or abuse, shame or betrayal. These are deep soul wounds. Friend, Christ came to not only heal us from our sin, but from our soul wounds as well. My name is Kristen Klaus and I'm a licensed professional counselor and author. And my guest and I are here to walk with you on your healing journey. We see you and hear you. Friend, if you hang with me, apply these truths to your life, you will be on your own path to a fully restored story. Grab your coffee, tea, or favorite drink, and let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Kristen Klaus, and you're listening to the Fully Restored Podcast. Today, we're talking about a topic that many of us struggle with. It doesn't matter our age, our social status, where we live, Across the board, so many of us struggle with labels that have been placed on us from our past, from our present, from circumstances and situations that we've been through. And recently, God has been leading me to a few scriptures that all tie in together with similar words and meanings. And one of these is a story in the life of Jabez. And although his story is found in only two verses in the Bible, through those verses, There is so much that we can glean for our own lives. In the first verse, we read in 1 Chronicles 4.9, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. Jabez, who is said to be more honorable than his brothers, is given a name which means pain. His mother bore him in great pain. We don't know what the pain was. It have been childbirth, which is most likely But it also could have been life difficulties. There could have been grief and loss. And the list can go on and on because we really only know about these two verses, about his life through these two verses. And regardless, there must have been a lot of pain, severe pain for him to actually be given this name, this label of pain. What are the labels? What are the names or experiences that we've had in our lives that have become our identity, have become our name? What have we become known for? Now, truth be told, some of those things we have become known for are difficult things, right? They're negative things, just like the name Jabez, meaning pain. That's not a positive name to be given. So I want to ask you this, what are the areas of great pain that now define you? And I need to ask myself, what are those areas of great pain that now define me? So let's take it a step further. What are the things, what are those experiences, the life difficulties from your past that have become a label that have followed you throughout your lifetime? Now, some of those labels for me are abandoned, unloved, abused addict, loud, unwanted, not good enough, forgotten, cast aside, not qualified, and broken. What are some of the labels that you've carried with you? These are labels that I have carried with me and some of them since I was a small child. And although Jabez was born, birthed into a situation, some of us can relate to this, a place where he was given the name with a meaning of pain, it didn't mean he had to live under that name or label for his entire life. He was born into it, but he didn't have to live 
under that. You and I don't have to live under the names, the labels, the words that have become our identity because of our life circumstances, because of our family or our choices or the choices of others. So think about it. Jabez, he was given a label at birth that placed a stigma on him. I wonder if he was teased about the meaning of his name growing up. I don't think kids were that different back then that teasing didn't happen. And he grew up with the label that he was a pain. Could you just imagine some of the nicknames that he had that were not positive? They were negative and they became labels. And with that label, other labels came in. I think there were other words, other meanings that came in behind this one label. And I think he had to work hard to not live under that label. And that is why it was said that he was more honorable than his brothers. He also had a choice. He had a choice as to whether he was going to live a life filled with bitterness and anger about the meaning of his name, or to extend grace and live through the lens of integrity, of caring, empathetic. The truth is, in the birthing process, there is a lot of pain. My son, who's my second child, when he was born, it was fast and quick. In fact, I'm just going to give you a little transparency here. My labor with my daughter, my oldest, was very difficult. It was hard and very long with back-to-back contractions, but no change for me. I wasn't dilating hours upon hours upon hours with no progress happening with me, barely being able to catch my breath before the next contraction started. And I was given medication that made me feel so sick. And there was discussion of possible C-section. And this was also at a time when they did encourage epidurals. In fact, they discouraged them. And it was only in certain situations, but really they didn't give them. And it was difficult. It was hard. It was filled with great pain. And I was more scared when I got pregnant the second time of labor than I was the first time because of that experience I went through. I attended a weekly prayer group at our church, and these beautiful women knew all about the anxiety I had about going into labor. I wanted my son so much. I did not want to go through that pain again. I was scared of it. And every week, these women faithfully prayed for me and with me, and God truly answered our prayers. From the first contraction I had to when my son was born, it was only two hours. That's right. You heard me right. Two hours. In fact, he was born 30 minutes after we got into the room at the hospital. And 20 minutes before he was born, the nurse told us we had a lot of time, but she was so wrong. It was so fast that I did it completely natural with no pain medication at all. And in that moment, I had a choice. I had a choice to focus on the pain and all the memories associated with the pain of labor or to focus on Jesus as my son was being born. I remember with great detail, I fixed my eyes on a picture across the room and my husband helped me with my breathing as he spoke into my ear, just like the Holy Spirit speaks in our ears in our life. And I focused on Jesus. As my body did what it needed to do, my spirit was praying, focusing on Jesus, and I had the peace of God with me. My son was born, and I was overjoyed 
to hold him in my arms. Now, on the downside, he was born so quickly. I had so much adrenaline in my body, and it took me hours to calm down. And of course, he was born in the middle of the night. But God has used that scenario over and over and over in my life to remind me to focus on him, to listen to the leading of the Holy Spirit, and not to focus on the pain, and that he's going to get me through whatever difficulty I'm facing, and in the end, something new is going to be birthed through me or in me. And Jabez, he may have been born in pain, but the pain in the circumstances of his birth, even though he was labeled, given the name pain, Jabez still had a choice. He had a choice as to whether he was going to live his life under that label or not. And one thing I do love in this scripture is that it didn't start with the label pain. It actually started with the label honorable. It was after the author wrote that he was honorable that we're told the meaning of his name. Jabez was known as being an honorable man, more honorable than his brothers. And this word honorable in the Tyndale Bible Dictionary is defined as good reputation, respectful, purity, and integrity. Jabez made a choice. He made a choice to move out from under the label, the name of pain, and he no longer was living under the authority of that label, of the name pain. And I want you to understand this. Jabez, he moved out from under the authority of the label to under God's authority. No longer was his past defining his identity. Instead, God was defining his identity. And too often, got to be honest here, friends, we accept words and labels and names as defining our value and our worth. We sit under them. We accept them. We feel hopeless to them. And so often when I'm sitting with someone in a counseling session, they'll say things such as, I'm just an angry person. My mom and dad are angry. My grandparents are angry people. That's just who I am and how my family is. That's how we react. We blow up. I can't change that. Or I've heard this. I'm just stupid. I do things wrong all the time. I'm always making mistakes and I'm always being told I'm stupid. Now, these are labels they or others have given them. And Jabez He had to move from victim thinking, from defeated thinking, from stinking thinking to kingdom thinking. And so do we, friends. So what is kingdom thinking? This is when we begin to see ourselves, when we begin to see our lives, our value, our worth, and our identity through Christ and not through the labels or circumstances or labels that names others have given us. To have kingdom thinking, begin by looking at God's word, and it is filled with truth of who we are through Christ. In Romans 12, 2, we read, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And just because we've been given labels or names in our lives doesn't mean we sit under their authority and accept them as truth. The first place we start to transform our thinking to kingdom thinking is by praying, declaring, 
and decreeing God's word over our lives. So what does God's word say about who and what we are? Well, let me give you a couple of examples. God's word tells us who we are. In Psalms 17, 8, it says, we are the apple of God's eye. When you're the apple of somebody's eye, it means that they love you and you bring joy to them. I think of my children when they were little, that I loved them so much and they brought me joy. And yes, there were times that I would have to discipline them, but they were just, they brought me so much joy. And that's who we are to God. In Romans 8, 16, it says we are a child of God. Romans 8, 14 says we are a son, or you can put daughter, of God. Song of Solomon 6, 3 says we are God's beloved. Romans 8, 17 says we are an heir of God and joint heir with Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 tells us we are a new creation, that old things pass away and all things have become new. And in Ephesians 2, 4 through 5, it tells us that we are greatly loved by God and that we are made alive with Christ. So let's put that together. You, my friend, and me, we are the apple of God's eye. We are a child of God. We are God's daughter, the king's daughter. We are loved. We are an heir. We are a new creation and all old things pass away. And it is a new season for us. And we are greatly loved and made alive through Christ. Now, we could end this episode right here, but our stories don't end there, and either does Jabez. The scripture goes on to say, Jabez called upon the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me. Some interpretations say, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, which is like exclamation points. Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border, and that your hand might be with me, and that you would keep me from harm so that it might not bring me pain. And God granted what he asked. So those verses can be found in 1 Chronicles 4. I read 9 earlier, and that was verse 10. So Jabez, he boldly came to God, and he asked for his blessing. The scripture shows us not to fear God, to not be afraid to ask. Scriptures tell us we have not because we ask not. And here Jabez is praying and he's boldly asking what is stirring in his heart for his life. And he is taking his life, his identity out from the authority of the old, of the label pain and under God's authority. And he's asking for God to bless him. Here's the truth. We need to ask God to bless us, to extend, expand our borders, to enlarge the territories in our lives. He was asking God to expand his territory influence for a gift of territorial expansion. He didn't stay under the old labels and all that they represented. When he stepped under God's authority for his life, his value, his identity, expansion came. He asked, and God gave it. The word enlarge means to broaden, to enlarge, make room, make open wide. And it comes from another word, which means to increase, to bring in, to continue, enlarge, excel, exceedingly, be full of, great, heap, increase, 
more in number, much, multiply, nourish, and plenty. There is so much there. So yes, the Lord, we pray and ask, Lord, enlarge, increase, excel, fill up, multiply, nourish, broaden, and make open wide the territories in my life. That is such a powerful prayer for us to say to God. And this word territory means borders, boundaries, frontier, land, district, territory. So let's put that all together. Lord, enlarge, increase, excel, fill up, multiply, nourish, broaden, and make open wide the borders, boundaries, frontiers, land, districts, and territories in my life. You may be thinking, okay, Kristen, that's a great prayer, but what do these territories represent? What does that mean? How do I apply that to my own life? Well, let me give you some examples. God, give me more influence and opportunity to bring glory to your name. God, open wide the border and boundaries of ministry and the call in my life. God, I'm asking you to multiply our finances so we can impact your kingdom in a greater measure. God, I'm asking that you increase our relationships. May they grow deeper. May they multiply. Lord, expand, broaden my understanding of your word. And may I have a deeper revelation. And may I grow in my relationship with you, Lord. God, may we grow spiritually, mentally, emotionally in health in our relationship with you. May our spirit grow deeper. May our thoughts and our minds be filled with health. And Lord, may I emotionally be a healthy and stable person. God, expand, multiply, broaden the physical and spiritual places in our lives. That's a big one. In fact, that's one that. I have been praying right now as I have felt God's leading in a new direction. And I need him to physically and spiritually expand, multiply, and broaden those places in our lives. Another one, how about this? God, increase and fill up our family with more of your presence and deeper our relationship with you, God. And may our faith grow, expand, and broaden. And when I think of that, I think about how in Ephesians, it talks about your roots growing deep, and that's growing deeper in our relationship with God. Another example would be, God, we're asking for the unfamiliar land, the new things, the new places. Lord, where we have not gone before, open wide those doors so we can be used in the kingdom of God. Or, Lord, in all that we put our hand to, bless it. May your hand rest upon us. And may all we do be blessed by you, Lord. And God, keep us, protect us from the enemy who roams around trying to see who he can take out. Shield us, protect us, and as we rest under your covering, lead us in the pathways that you have for our life. And may we step into the fullness of who and what God you created us to be. Boy, I just want to feel like that's kind of like a Sila moment as we just take stock of all of those prayers that I just said, and we begin to ponder them, and we begin to pray them over and over in our life, what shift and change take place. And there's so much more that we could talk about, but I just want you to absorb these words. 
in these thoughts and allow the Holy Spirit to confirm, to speak to you about the places where God desires to expand in your life and pray. Ask as God leads you. Be silent. Don't let those old labels stop you from asking our good, good Father for his blessings in your life. Friend, it's time we no longer live under the labels of our past, those painful things, and now live under God's authority, where our identity, if found in him and through him, can blow us away. And as you do this, go that step further and ask God for his blessing, just as Jabez did. I just want to encourage you today, open up the scripture, read this story of Jabez. And begin to write down, I gave you some examples of what those territories could represent if when you pray and ask God to enlarge, begin to write down. Or if you're struggling with, okay, God, I don't know what I, those territories represent to me, then go back and write down the ones that I did, I shared with you and pray those, begin to pray those every day over your life and begin to pray and declare God's word over your life. But I I tend to think that as you sit down and say, what do the territories represent in my life? And as you sit there with God and allow the Holy Spirit to speak into your heart, you're going to begin to start writing some things down of what those territories represent. And then just like I did, create prayers. Create prayers of to God so that you can begin to ask, because remember, we have not because we ask not, and pray those prayers and ask God's blessing on your life. Ask God to bless you indeed with those exclamation points and that he would enlarge your territory, that his hand would be upon you, that he would protect you from evil and from pain. Put those into your words. And friends, begin to pray that every day. I know God is going to shift and change in your life. It may not happen tomorrow. It may not happen next week. But I'm telling you, friends, it's going to happen. Keep praying. Keep holding on. Keep pressing in because God has more for you. And you, my friend, are more than the labels of your past. Thank you for joining us today here on the Fully Restored Podcast. Our show notes and all the links shared with us today can be found at my website, fullyrestored.love. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can stay up to date on all of our shows. And I would appreciate it if you would leave a review or rating as well on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Because friends, people look to those reviews and ratings as to whether they're going to listen to a show. And be sure to share our podcast with your friends. I would love to stay connected with you. You can find me on my Instagram or Facebook pages. Both of those are at author Kristen Klaus. I've enjoyed this episode of the Fully Restored Podcast. And I pray that these words about the life of Jabez, about finding our identity under God and moving out from the under the covering of our old labels to under God's word for your life minister to you. And remember, friends, nothing or no one is beyond restoration with our Jesus.